0: Hey there, it's Michelle. I've hand-selected some of my favorite interviews to rerun for you this summer. I hope you enjoy the episodes. Let's get into
1: the show. I think women sometimes go, 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 and they never really take a second to say, okay, how am I actually feeling? And what I can say is that I felt like I was actually aging in dog years. I was super tired all the time. (laughs) And... I just felt like all of a sudden, you know, here I'm this, you know, 30 year old person and I'm just aging in dog years. I'm like, something is wrong. I should be more vibrant and have a lot more you know, vitality than what I actually feel on the inside. That that's a super key thing. And so anybody listening, like that is not normal. You should be absolutely feeling better with each year that goes around the sun. Our bodies were not designed to break down. We should be growing younger. That's what my mission is, right? Helping people grow younger. That's what it's all about, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean look 26 when you're 46, I'm 46. But it means that you, you know, that you're really the most youthful version, the happiest, the most vibrant version of yourself.
0: Hi there, and welcome back. This is Michelle, and I have on a really great show for you today. If you enjoy drinking green juices or have been thinking about incorporating them into your daily routine, well, today's guest is an expert on juicing, and she started before it became so popular that there was a juice shop on every corner. Her name is Kimmy Bohannon, and she is not just an avid juice drinker, but she is the founder and CEO of The Weekly Juicery and the founder of the Juice Ritual program. Kimmy owns five juiceries. Four are in Kentucky, which is her home base, and one is in Ohio. And in addition, Kimmy ships her fresh juice throughout the United States. We discuss why Kimmy decided to leave the corporate world after 15 years. She was convinced she'd go back... But once she fell in love with this world of juicing, she embarked on a whole new world for herself and launched a business in this field with absolutely zero experience in it other than true passion and love for the benefits of juicing. And so it's fun to hear how it all evolved, and I think you'll enjoy that. But in addition, we discussed the difference between smoothies, like a green smoothie, and green juices as they're different, but both beneficial for different reasons. We also talk about her favorite juicer and the one that she recommends to people. And it's the one that she started with and continues to use to this day. Kimi also is going to leave us with her favorite juice recipes, which will be available on the show notes page of the website. So if you're tuning in and Busy doing other things, you can just go over to thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash zero one five to access all of the resources discussed today. Just a quick side note, anytime you make any changes to your diet or nutrition, you should always consult with your own healthcare practitioner. Kimmy was a lot of fun to interview and you'll hear us laughing throughout and I hope that you end up laughing along with us. So let's get on into the interview. Hi, Kimmy. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: Uh, Well, I look forward to learning more about juicing. I don't know much about it, and I know it's so good for you. But before we get into that, could you really take us into your own story, your own entrepreneurial journey? Because I understand you had a career in corporate before you launched the Weekly Juicery.
1: I did. I did. And in fact, I thought that I would probably, you know, work for JP Morgan forever. It was a wonderful company. I learned so much. I loved the people. I loved... Work. I loved my job. So it was sort of an interesting turn. I did. I worked as a portfolio manager for JP Morgan and I spent 14 years doing that work. And I honestly thought I'll probably retire here. I love Jamie Dahman. He's CEO. I just really loved it. But I had three children in four years. So you can imagine sort of the life change that that presented. We don't have family near to us. So I sort of made a bold move and and said, I need some time off. So I took three years to stay at home with my children. And honestly, I thought I would probably go back. They offered me my job. I thought I would probably go back. But during that time, I discovered sort of this magic, you know, the magic of juice and how just amazing it made me feel and really transformed my life. So I took a little different turn.
0: Okay. So now you have me curious. And I think a lot of women will be able to relate <laughs> yes, staying yes. home and think they'll go back into their corporate yeah. world. And then yes. life takes yes. you in a different direction. So how did that end up coming about for you? Like, how did you end up starting a juice business instead?
1: Right. Well, I was home with my children and I will say that that time in my life, while very scary, right? Everyone I think is afraid of really taking the leap. I I mean, no matter what sort of leap it is, career, family, I mean, it's just a big leap, right? Here's something I thought I would be doing for a long, long time. This is my trajectory. I'm (laughs) successful doing this. I'm well-liked here. I like the people here. What am I doing, right? But, you know, three kids in four and a half years, uh, end to end is a lot. And I felt like there was a lot of imbalance in my life and I needed to just take a step back. And it was, you know, a huge financial implication for our life. I mean, most people, when they go home to your husband, you say, I'm quitting my job for three years. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So it was, it was really a big step for us, but the right decision for me. And ultimately, if we believe that we're sort of on our path and the universe is kind of guiding us, you know, the weekly juicery was, was sort of born during that time. So I was at home with my children. I've always been connected to healthy eating. I did not really know uh too much about drinking juice and in that time truthfully even though now it's sort of on every corner and in every magazine it was not something that was really widespread a lot of people knew about people have been using it to heal themselves for years but it wasn't super mainstream at that point so i uh, got a book by natalia rose she was kind of my original teacher in this work and started uh, got the juice machine she recommended and started making juice and before you know it I felt better than I had in years. I felt better, you know, by five or six years, Felt like I was growing younger and it's something once you get hooked, you can't go back.
0: Well, See, this is why I want to have this conversation because I know that the benefits are out there and I'm a certified holistic health coach and I know that we had people come on and talk about juicing and I've always sort of been intrigued by it. I'm more of a smoothie person, so I start my day with the all-in-one with the vitamins and the protein and the fruit and I love yes. it, but I know that juicing is super healthy. So let's actually take a second to talk about the different what's what the differences are between juicing and what a smoothie is? Because I know there's extraction going on. Can you explain that? Right,
1: right. That is a great question. That is a great question. It's a question we get a lot. I'll hear someone say to me, oh, um, I made a juice in my Vitamix. Well, that's kind of impossible. So it's a really good question. There are blenders that make smoothies, and there are juice machines that make juice. And it's very different. If you guys could see me now, I could show you I'm actually having a green juice as we speak. The viscosity of juice is that of water. It's, it's, it doesn't have any thickness to it. It doesn't have that sort of fiber of the vegetable or the fruit, if you're choosing to include fruit, different than our smoothie, which is more of a blended drink. A juice is purely the juice of the plant, not the um, fiber from the actual vegetable or fruit. Does that make sense? And both have a great place That can kind of talk about why you might choose one or the other, because both are incredibly important for you. And I actually do both, too. I have a smoothie around the lunchtime hour. So it's it's certainly something to include. but there's just a slight difference on how you might use them.
0: Sure. No, I mean, it makes sense to me because I did know the difference between it, but I think that's right. I think people do use it interchangeably, and that's why <laughs> I do. appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, I appreciate you yeah. explaining the difference because with the juicing, in fact, you're extracting out the fibers and you're just getting the pure juice. Right, right. And, yeah, go ahead
1: and it's a little different. And again, I always say I'm not a fruit hater. So I'm going to say that one more time. Kimmy is not a fruit hater. Kimmy likes fruit. (laughs) I just don't like to drink it. I like to eat it. And so you'll, you know, if you ever try any of our juices, you're going to notice that they are vegetable centric and that is intentional. It's not to say we juice, no fruit, but we juice very little fruit. And that's a key thing. Smoothies tend to have a little bit more fruit in them because the fruit fiber is still in. You know, what we don't want is our body to drink a full, as an example, a full glass of apple juice, right? That's going to cause our body to have to deal with that sugar without the fiber or kind of the pulp of the apple. So that's the best way that I could explain it. Where in a smoothie, if we include our apple, we're getting the pulp. You're getting all the sort of guts and insides of the apple. So that makes it easier for our body. So there is kind of that indication that you could think about of, you know, juice really doesn't have to be uh, digested. It's more easily, if you can imagine, more easily assimilated by the body. Smoothie also very, very easy for the body to digest, maybe slightly more difficult than juice because we are putting that fiber in. So your body's going to go to work digesting it. Does that make sense?
0: It completely does. And, and I'm wondering, so I've seen juices with apples in them, I believe, in stores. And I'm actually allergic to apples, which I knew is weird. <laughs> and I shouldn't say weird. It is what it is. Um, right. I know most people don't have this allergy. I happen to be in like this 1% of the population that does. But I oftentimes the reason I haven't bought the ones in the stores is because they're not all vegetable based and I can eat any vegetable. So I've not tried them because they often include some fruit that I am actually allergic to. So I, we, I would love to get into this, but all right. So, but we're going to back up. So we're going to go diving deep more into juice, but I need to understand the story. So you're home, you got your three kiddos, right? All in four years, you know, you got three kids, you leaving a corporate career, which we know, right, is very lucrative. Right. And especially right. when you've been there 15 years, I had the same story. I didn't have the three kids, though. <laughs> I had one. But yes. but that is a huge decision. So where did you have this change? Because I do believe in the universe guiding our path. I love when you said that. So how did that come about? Like, what actually prompted you to go, OK, to your mm-hmm. husband, to yourself, I'm I'm starting this juice business. Like, when did it become an actual business versus just something you like to do for your own
1: health and well-being? Well, that's a great question, and I can kind of pinpoint it in sort of two key things. Number one, I think this might happen to a lot of women, Michelle. I don't know if it happened to you, but you know, I had a, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a newborn baby, and I think women sometimes go, 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 and they never really take a second to say, okay, how am I actually feeling? And what I can say is that I felt like I was actually aging in dog years. I was super tired all the time, (laughs) and I just felt like all of a sudden, you know, here I'm this, you know, 30-year-old person, and I'm just aging in dog years. I'm like, something is wrong. I should be more vibrant and have a lot more... You know, vitality than what I actually feel on the inside, and that's actually was a super key. That that's a super key thing, and so anybody listening, like that is not normal. You should be absolutely feeling better with each year that goes around the sun. Our bodies were not designed to break down. We should be growing younger. That's what my mission is, right? Helping people grow younger. That's that's the that's what it's all about, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean look 26 when you're 46. I'm 46, but it means that you. You know that you're really the most youthful version, the happiest, the most vibrant version of yourself. And if you are that, then you know you're growing younger, right? You feel amazing, you look amazing, you're doing amazing things. That's what it's all about, right? So, Cole was not that. I felt like I was going the other way. The second thing that happened to me was I ran the New York City Marathon. It was sort of a bucket list. I'm not a huge runner, believe it or not, uh-huh. but, I, but I wanted to do, that was sort of something I wanted to do. And I ran the New York City Marathon. And while in New York City, I went into a juice bar, to my knowledge, probably one of the first in this country. There was a company called Organic Avenue, and kind of, they're no longer in business, and a company called the Juice Press. And both of them started in New York. And My apologies to either of you guys, if you listen, I'm not sure who was first, but certainly they were forerunners of kind of making this, this juice thing mainstream, which I would say it is today. And I went in and I had green juice and the founder of that company was really intentional as am I about making vegetable juice versus fruit juice. And I had a green juice and I said, this is it. I told my husband, you know, "I'm, I'm not very good. Projecting things, you guys. So I'm not a prophet by any means, but I said, This is going to be a big thing because I felt amazing when I drank it. And I just, I'll never forget that day sitting in that store. It was absolutely amazing the way that I felt. I said, That's it. And I went home and I started making juice myself.
0: Wow. Okay. So you're making the juice. You start feeling right. like you're no longer aging in dog years. <laughs>
1: right. right. I'm going the other way. I'm, I'm like anti. I'm like, wow. Well, you're
0: Listen. feeling energized and yourself yeah. again. And like, you know, you feeling good. And so when did it become, wait a second, I want to bring this to everyone in the United States. I mean, so how did it become, you know, a passion for you and then an actual business?
1: That's a really great question. I bought a book, as I said, by Natalia Rose, and she wrote a book called Detox for Women. And inside, she talked about, you know, drinking what she calls green lemonade um, every day. And uh, she told, you know, it talks about what juice machine to buy and all the things. And so I did it and I started making 32 ounces of green juice for myself every day. And it was about maybe three months into this um, really practice and dedication that I had started that a really good friend of mine says to me, would you make, would you consider making that green stuff that you drink for me? And I said, well, maybe I would consider that. I don't know. And, And she said, well, you know, I would love it. You know, you, your skin looks amazing. You to just really, you just really make this transformation. I would love it if you would make it for me. And at that point I had incorporated, you know, I sort of made a different juice every day. I made a green juice on Monday and a bee juice on Tuesday, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I, I talked to, I said, wow, you know, maybe I will. And, and interestingly enough, this is again, a sort of universal nudge. My, one of my dear friends and neighbors, Elizabeth Beal, She and I started making juice for each other. And this had happened maybe a week or two before. So she would take turns. So she would take a week and make the juice for us, right? She'd make 32 ounces for her, 32 ounces for me, and walk it over to my house. Then I would take a turn for a week of making the juice myself, (laughs) walking it over to her. So I said to Elizabeth, hey, my friend Molly would like Molly Brennan, if you ever listen to this podcast, you're responsible for the weekly juicery kind of going forward. You know, she's, she wants me to make this juice for her. And so Elizabeth and I talked about it. And we said, well, yeah, I guess we'll do that. And so I said to Molly, here's the thing. You can't tell me that you don't like a beet. And you can't tell me that you don't like a green. And you can't tell me no carrot. You're going to have to drink whatever we make on the schedule. There is no juice on the weekends, zero. And that's it. And I'll deliver it to your office. She said, okay, that sounds great. So I required her to kind of like subscribe, if you would, to Monday through Friday of Juice. And it was a certain price. And I made it for her. I delivered it. And then there you go. I had 80 customers in about three months. (laughs) It grew Really fast uh, out of my house. If the health department ever listens, then you know you <laughs> you, you miss turning me in, right? We're doing this out of my house. That's a lot of juice. So I would source produce all day, and, and Elizabeth and I would make all this juice, and then we would get up at four in the morning, deliver it to doorsteps because I wanted somebody to feel like. Holy crap, this is so nice, right? It's great. And I also knew that, you know, teaching people and getting people to drink this green stuff and drink this beet stuff, I was going to have to make it incredibly easy and convenient for them in order to get them over the hump per se, that they could feel what I felt, which was a huge you know, growing younger experience, experience, right? Who doesn't want that? So I had more energy than I've had in my life. My skin looked amazing. It's just everything. It's almost like you glow. You don't meet very many unhealthy-looking juice drinkers. You just don't. It's, uh, you can kind of pick them out. Their eyes are very bright and vibrant. Your body is getting, uh, operating as close as possible to like pure solar energy, right? It's the best it's the nature's perfect fuel, right? And you're flooding your body with it. So it works. And, you know, fast forward to today, juice is taking a huge explosion. It's, you know, it's kind of everywhere now, right? So it's, it's great. So that's really the way that it got started. Um, and I can keep going. Then we open retail stores and on and on. But, you know, it's continued to evolve, which is amazing.
0: Okay, so this is such a good story. And actually, nobody can see you, but I can, because we're we're video <laughs> yeah. conferencing, but it isn't it's a podcast, so you only get the audio, and I can attest to the fact that Kimmy's skin is glowing <laughs> and you look great. I'm four um well, I'll be 48 tomorrow. Um so <laughs> um so I can say, you know, she's looking great at 46 right now. Um but okay, so this is a fun story. So you started doing it for a friend and then it grew to 80
1: customers. I mean, yes, <laughs> on, on a weekly basis. So that means I was making five juices for them. So it was it was insane. You know, my my children are putting lemons. <laughs> in. It became a little not so crazy. Well,
0: did actually. somebody just so when your first friend, Molly, asked for it, but then it grew. So how, <laughs> did other people just start asking you and you're like, OK, let's yes. do this?
1: Yes, they that's wanted exactly it. right. Yeah, it, this was in the year 2011. And that's exactly how it happened. Then I thought, well, I've got so many people now I'm tired of talking about it with each individual person. So I started sending a daily email, which basically said, here's what you're drinking today, Michelle. And here's why you should trust me that you need to be drinking it. And it was quite that simple. It was not fancy. It came from just me. I had no idea how to send a, you know, use mail Chip, like all the things that, that I know now, right? I have no idea how to do that. So I just had to sort of figure it out. Same with like delivering. Can you, so I would get up at you know two in the morning and start delivering this juice all over the place. Well give me wait a second. Wait yeah, a second. Yeah. You got three kids. I didn't mean to stop yes. you but this is
0: getting a little so first of all what's yeah. like I'm just trying to understand. So did you have one machine? Did you have like 10 machines at this point? Like At what point in your mind did you go, wait a second, to be committing to getting up at two in the morning to deliver juice? Like you clearly, a switch had turned.
1: We used in the early days a centrifugal machine, which just means that the juice is extracted by something spinning around, right? And, you know, it's not the Cadillac way of making juice. I didn't know that at the time it's certainly still juice, but it's not the Cadillac way because it does allow some little bit of foam and a little bit of pulp to come through. It's just a little bit, maybe not quite the viscosity of water as i described now that we use, you know, a really kind of high end cold press and our process on the back end ensures that it's super smooth, right? So all the things and Natalia Rose actually taught me that we We reached out to her and said, hey, here's what we're doing. And she was the first person that said, listen, you guys need to get a press. Here's what you need to do. um, And here's how you need to do it. So she was incredibly helpful to us. Uh, But at any rate, we bought a couple of juicers. And by the way, this juice machine is exactly the one I would recommend to all of all of your listeners. And that's the Rebel Juice Fountain. It's a JE98XL. So I'll say that again in case anybody's like I'm buying it today. It's the JE98XL. I think it's around 150 bucks on Amazon and we used that and we we had two or three of them and it was crazy. It we involved our other neighbor to help us put lids on on things. Yeah, it was really crazy. And you know, I didn't know how to get everywhere, so like I tried to use this mapping software. It uh It was, it was really, and I could go on and on
0: about
1: how we did it. This is so
0: cool. And just anyone listening, I'm going to have in the show notes. The all, everything that we're talking about, the name of the book and how to access that, as well as the Breville juicer that Kimmy just referenced. Okay, so now you're delivering to 80 people. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it's all local at this point. It is, yes, correct. And you're also using organic because we both know how important organic is. I know that you use organic, so even yes. just sourcing that. So take us into, I love dissecting and understanding. The mindset, but also the actual logistical process. Because like you said, you didn't know MailChimp. That's like a lot no. of us when we're starting. There's so much you don't know, but you just take the next step to just get to the next place and then new challenges and new requests come in and then you assimilate and figure things out and you go to the next step. So you're now at 80 customers. and. Right you, I know also have your own juiceries like you in Kentucky where you are, you have, you mentioned a few locations. So, so take us to the evolution of, okay, weekly juicery. And now you also do you ship in the United States throughout the
1: whole U.S.? Throughout the whole U.S. Yes.
0: Okay. So take us on the journey with you, Kimmy. So you went from those 80 customers to what was the next step? Was it the... (laughs) <laughs> sourcing the farmers? Was it getting your, you know, when did you decide to have a juicery of your own and expand that?
1: Okay. So first, that's a, that's a good question. And I'll try and be as as brief as I can. Although when it's something you love, you tend to want to go on and on and on. So it certainly stopped me if I'm being a little bit too lengthy. Sourcing organic produce was actually sourcing the produce. You guys can imagine to make one 16 ounce juice, it takes about anywhere from three and a half pounds to four and a half pounds of produce. So that would be really a large, large, big tray, serving tray, we'll say, piled with vegetables. It's a lot, three or four pounds of produce in one bottle. So you can imagine the logistical nightmare I had going on in my home. And I say to my husband, you know, hey, I think we should open a location because I don't know that... I can let as many people try this as I would like. And that was really the, I'd never opened a store before in my life. I None of that. But I think we need like a home base where we can let someone like new to it say, hey, I'd love to try this green potion that you're peddling these days, Kimmy. That's sounds amazing. So, but I had no way to do that, right? Because you either had to subscribe to my weekly juice program. And that is why, I don't know if I said this, the name of my company is The Weekly Juicery because I didn't make juice on the weekend. So uh, there you have it. You know, a brand is what, you know, when you take away everything, what do you do? Well, I deliver juice on a weekly basis. So hence the weekly juicery. And I started figuring out there's got to be a better way. And that as entrepreneurs is what we always need to be doing. What's the better way? Is there a better way? I'm not attached to my way. Is there a better way? Yeah. So I started calling local certified organic farms to say, hey, is there any chance I could come to your farm and I can tell you ahead of time how much kale and romaine, et cetera, that I need and you could have it ready for me? And she said, yeah, Ann, if you ever listened to this from Elmwood Mac or Anne Stock Farm, we're certified organic farm, techie. We still buy from there today. She said, sure, I'll happily do that for you. So that was the first sort of thing of, oh, check. There's a better way. Okay, great. Right, you're not going to the
0: market and stocking <laughs> right. up 10 carts <laughs> right. full of... Right. Veggies where you yeah. buy out the whole store every morning. Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. I could
0: imagine the people be like, oh no, Kimmy's coming, there we're not gonna have any vegetables for anyone else in the town. Right,
1: right. And the and the Whole Foods people. So shout out to anybody who ever listens. If you if you work at Whole Foods or and you worked there during the early years of helping me with the juice, that's great. Because eventually they would say, Could we just order you a case of organic lemon? Because that might be a little easier for us and you. And I said Oh, yes. That's fantastic. That's exactly what I want. So it was, you know, a little bit of steps. And my husband said, that's absolutely crazy. I can't believe you want to open a location. You don't know anything about running a store. That's true. Uh, But we did it. So we... Uh, Opened a store. I'm actually sitting upstairs from that store right now, um, downtown in Lexington, Kentucky. It's a super old building, 100 years old. And we renovated the downstairs to become the first weekly juicery retail location. And the night before we opened, Elizabeth, you know, I talked her into, (laughs) into coming over and sort of doing this with me and all that sort of stuff. Remember my neighbor who we originally made juice for each other? I said, maybe we should have some smoothies because what if we get a customer and they won't drink the juice? So, so she and I made up a couple of smoothie recipes the night before and away we go. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> you ended up launching smoothies and juices yeah, because yeah.
0: people were more familiar with the smoothies at the right. time. Is that why? Okay. Right.
1: And then remember too, that I was this really staunch juice maker, right? No fruit at all. Zero fruit. I, you know, the only exception that would be lemon to help kind of as a natural preservative and you know, kind of keep the pH intact. So that was it, no fruit. And I thought, man, I could put some fruit in a smoothie and maybe get somebody an entry point to this work. What if I can't convince them to just go all in, even though that's the right thing for them? Uh, what if I just lure them in, right? So that's what we did. Uh, it was sort of my kind of like trip to get them into the work. So Yes. When we first started, we had zero juices with fruit. Zero. Only dark vegetable juices.
0: Okay. And I actually was wondering, how did you decide on recipes? Like, did you go from a book or did you just, you and Elizabeth would sit around in the kitchen and say, this tastes good or let's, like, -hmm. did you have to adjust recipes as you went?
1: We used recipes from Natalia's book, Detox the World. And over those, our original recipes, you know, we tweak them a little bit as we kind of to our own preferences, because again, kind of bio-individuality, but I would give her all the credit in the world for starting me off to be the best juice maker that you can find because she was right and it works and you have to be really, really careful about how you make juice. If you plan to have this growing younger <laughs> impact, right, I'm not saying that if someone goes to a grocery and purchases a green juice that has green apple say as the first ingredient and, you know, potentially some other fruits. And at the very, very bottom, you might see kale as an ingredient. Well, that tells you that kale is the least represents the least volume in the juice, right? It's the last thing. Right. And all companies should be following the rule of putting your ingredients in order. So if Kale is the mo- has the most volume in the drink, that should be first. And if ginger is the last, then that should be last in terms of how many ounces does that represent in your product. I don't know that everyone's following that in the juice industry, but that's what should happen. So if you see a juice where green apple is first, is that better for you than a diet soda? Of course it is. Is that better for you than sort of a straight, you know, Pasharaz product? Of course it is. Is that better for you than Kool-Aid? Yes. But is that going to do for you what vegetable juice can do or largely vegetable juice? No, not in my opinion. I think you need this really explosion of plants to get this really life force that overtakes your body and really makes that transformation. Fast forward, we have success opening retail, you know, with our retail shop. Um, the growth was really tremendous. We decided to open a couple of stores in Louisville, one store in Cincinnati. And so truth be told, I thought, okay, wow, this is sort of, this is sort of working. It, it, you know, it's working. So we, um, you know, took that step. And frankly, until maybe a year and a half ago, I would say, I thought this would be the way that our company would grow and expand. Uh, Although it my my sort of my expansion plan had a had a few flaws. And you know, I don't have to necessarily go into that, but you know, flawed thinking because what I learned really quickly was wait. You know, how do I teach everybody that's going to be working? I can't work in all five retail stores at one time, right? How do I teach everybody to really have this knowledge and passion and education? And for anybody who's tried to do that, it's very hard. How could I reach my customers and do a lot of teaching and education for them in all the stores? And that was a huge problem for me. So that was sort of the first kind of thing. The second thing was, it's very difficult to, I wanted to make all of our juice always in a commissary kitchen. I thought that that was the best way to make sure that it was made with the exact care and standards that I required. Meaning that I wouldn't make it in all the retail stores, but I would make it in a central location and deliver it to them, right? For them to sell. I was fine that they made smoothies there, fine that other things, but but I wanted to have such a strict, kind of control point on the juice because I was worried, you know, I know what has to happen in order for it to really transform someone's life. And so I was super intentional about that. Ultimately down the road, that was like one of those universal clues, right? It's required that your product be made in a certified organic space with hygienic zoning and all the things. Now we're FDA, you know, certified and a food safety plan. So we've done all the things. So it's kind of like these little nudges, but that was my big problem. So we actually, Similar to the way that, that my friend asked me if I could make juice for her, I had someone reach out to me that was running a group for fitness nutrition exercise program. And she said, hey, I want to include a juice fast in my program. Can you ship? And my answer was, of course. <laughs> of
0: course I can. <laughs> yes I can and I will yes yeah and I'll figure it I out can. after mm-hmm. I p- you place the order
1: yes yes and if Amanda trust if you ever listen to this thank you to you for making that reach out to me uh it, it changed the course of our business so um she's created the faster way to fat loss and she has been a tremendous influence on our business so thank you to you Amanda and you know she said can you do it I said of course I can I, tr- truth be told I was a little nervous I never shipped anything before i wasn't exactly sure how i would do that my product has to stay cold it um how how are we going to do this Can we i don't know but i said yes and you know she put it inside of her program and believe it or not we were shipping uh and off to the races so that's sort of where we are now and and uh it's it's exciting it's a new direction people um don't have access to high quality well-made juice and they, they're looking for a god to really help them do it and do it right. Because, you know, I've been in grocery stores where I see people drinking a beet juice with a slice of pizza. And I think to myself, <laughs> holy shoo, whoa, what? Did I see that? And I feel compelled to go over and just ask them, hey, uh, you know, you just basically threw away your money. You just threw it away. Juice can't go with food. <laughs> it doesn't work. That way um, so I, I just feel like i have this really just like fighting in you know fire to say i want people if you're gonna spend you know 12 13 dollars on a high quality well-made juice it's worth every dime folks and it probably should cost 26 to be honest but if you're gonna spend that then i've got to make sure that you get the return on this investment and you get this like kind of how-to so that you can really feel what it feels like. So that's the way that that kind of like, the teaching part was a big thing for me.
0: Okay. So if I'm understanding then, so you decided, so at some point you were maybe thinking you'd have multiple locations and then you're like, no, for quality control, I'm going to ship out. I'm going to like nurture these people's journeys with the juice, so that they get the full benefit and really understand it. And I've taken it one step further to a fast. So let's explain the 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 juicing experience and how to do it correctly. So like I said, I've done smoothies. Mm-hmm. I may have had an afternoon juice. I do know to drink it on an empty stomach and not right. to have, you right. know, a couple cookies with it or a slice <laughs> of pizza or whatever <laughs> right. else. Right. But why don't you why don't you walk us through the right way to have a juice. So let's say somebody was like, you know what? I feel really inspired by you, Kimmy. I want to, I'm going to go buy this Breville juicer. You know, yeah. I may come on over and, you know, check out your program, but I just need to see if I even like it. So I'm home now. I'm willing to clean up the mess. Cause I know that that was one of the reasons I didn't buy it. I think at one point right. I'm like, I've heard there are a lot of work to clean up. Um, so w- take us through it. What would somebody do to start?
1: So you would, uh, and and as part of this, you know, I'm going to give you guys um, our juice and smoothie book, which is just it has some of our best selling. It has our very best selling recipe for green lemonade in it, so you can experiment on your own. Generally speaking, it's not that complicated. It's time-consuming, but not complicated. You know, so those are two different things. You're going to put a lot of produce in your juice machine, and out the other side is going to come juice. Now, combining things and making some thoughtful combinations are is important. Number one, we've, you've probably heard that I'm super, super into this idea that the juice has to be vegetable-centric. If you have a 16-ounce juice, as just to say, You're going to want a good, you know, 12, 13 ounces of that to generally be plants. In my opinion, you can use a couple ounces of green apple juice. You could use a couple ounces of a citrus to sort of lift up some of the medicinal taste of the greens or the beet. But you're not going to want that to be overwhelming, right? You're going to want to be, and we do, by the way, <laughs> have lots of juices that have zero fruit. So, you know, but, but to start at home, you know, I don't want you to think that you can't use any. But you want that to be in the really, really a small, small portion, volume-wise, of your juice. But you can do some other thoughtful things. So lemon is a great choice. Ginger. We put in almost all of our, not all, but but a good part of them. Those are both natural preservatives and a great way to kind of lift up the medicinal taste of, say, kale. Also, you'll want to think about combining dark, leafy greens, beets, carrots with things that are a little bit lighter. So cucumber, celery, uh, those are things that kind of combine well. Again, you're going to want the bulk of your drink, generally speaking, to have a good amount of kale, romaine, carrots, beets, celery. You're going to want a lot of that sort of stuff, right? Um, then less of kind of your uh, maybe cucumber and, and that sort of thing. And then even less of your lemon and ginger or your green apple or your citrus. That, that's a really well balanced juice.
0: Okay, that sounds actually delicious. If somebody were to do this, what would be like one juice in the morning? Like, how do you recommend like what time of day is like a good time to get started? Like, how did you get started? Was it a morning
1: thing? Yes. And that would, you know, that was really Natalia's teaching, you know, juice comes first. She's a big proponent of the idea of liquid before lunch, as am I. So, you know, juice would come first. You know, if you're going to have a coffee or a tea, hopefully no cream or sugar or whatnot, but if you're going to have that, maybe water comes first during the day. That's generally one of the best things you can do to chase good health. Then potentially a cup of coffee or, a, you know, a herbal tea, and then would be your juice. So, you know, you are extending the time that your body is at digestive rest, right? I'm assuming that you ate dinner at a reasonable time the evening before, say 6, 630, and then your body is on a break, right? It says, okay, it's time for my body to rest, i.e. not digest anything. So, so by incorporating the liquid before, lunch, you know, putting your juice first kind of mid-morning, you're allowing your body to remain at digestive rest. It's still at rest before you open up and start eating again. The concept is you know intermittent fasting, it's incredibly popular right now. It's something for you to check out if you don't know about it. But but a, a well-made juice, here's the thing will keep your body at digestive rest, right? It can help extend the time where you are resting, which is great. Uh, that, that's one of the key things in sort of growing younger. We need to give our digestive system a break and a rest every now and again to sort of give give our body time to rejuvenate. That's, that's the super key part of it. So, yes, juice would be around 10 a.m. If you're doing a longer fast, of course, you would drink juice throughout the day, but you would generally never, I don't know of an, of really any well-made, high-quality juice that you would enjoy with food. So just that just would generally be you know just oil and water sort of thing. <laughs> you don't mix the two. I can't think of a and and it's not because something bad's going to happen to you. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. It's more about again. I think the return on your juice investment just got squelched. It went to zero. So I like to think about it in terms of helping customers get every dime for their juicing buck, right? Because. Okay. expensive work then smoothie around lunchtime that's what I do I make a super dark green smoothie at lunch and again think about I'm slowly increasing I'm sort of slowly turning on digestion if that if you will so I make a super dark green smoothie around the lunchtime hour I put it in a mason jar bring it to work with me because it's super easy and uh, away you go
0: So how long does a juice last? So if you want to make a juice on a Monday, can you make it for three days or do you have to make it each and every day?
1: If you're going to use a centrifugal machine, this is a little bit of a wormhole question. If you're going to use a centrifugal machine, as I would recommend for you at home, then you're going to have a much lower shelf life, i.e. 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's always a trade-off, right? Right the trade off is you're going to make juice in a faster way and you're going to make juice in an easier way but you're going to have a shorter shelf life. So I think you could get away with, you know, 24 hours if you seal it in a mason jar, maybe even 48 hours, let's say. So make your juice for two days, put it in a mason jar, get it immediately in your refrigerator, you probably be good for a couple of days. Uh, most companies and, and certainly as us, we use a, you know, a really high-tech commercial press, it's a cold press and it runs very, very slowly. It doesn't spin. It doesn't create any heat. It only has one speed, which is equal to slow, super slow. We can't like turn it up or anything like that. So it's a super slow way of extracting juice because the vegetable enzyme isn't compromised by heat or something spinning around, right? It doesn't work that way. So because we haven't really disrupted that vegetable enzyme, the shelf life can be a little longer. So, you know, on a press, on a really good cold press, you could be talking, you know, seven to 10 days.
0: Wow. Okay. So much longer. So it sounds like make your juice and drink it really is the best way. Drink it yeah. while it's fresh, make it like yeah. a daily ritual and enjoy it and just be on the safe side. It sounds like mm-hmm. now, Kimmy, are you looking to be in stores at some point? I mean, you ship across the country or no, because yes. you want to have that relationship or a combination.
1: Well, Potentially, you know, we that would be maybe the juice ritual version 2.0 where we would offer, you know, a select a selected juice ritual approved juices, if you will, in some stores around the country. So that's something we're considering. I don't really um, want to compete with the sort of wall of juice experience that we sometimes see at larger stores because I don't think my product is anything near I, it really can't even be compared to that. So I want to make sure that I'm kind of keeping my product in its highest esteem and in its highest company. Which, um, to be honest, I haven't found yet. So yeah, Katrina. I would rather I would rather keep it um, keep it really elevated at this point. Again, not saying that we'll never do it, but it would have to be a Juice Ritual approved juice. Because one of the things I do inside of our Juice Rituals, I really teach people to be an expert at chasing good health and an expert at buying juice and all the things. Right. And you know, you you know, you pretty much have to be a very discerning juice drinker, which means it has to be certified organic. It has to be vegetable centric. It shouldn't be on a shelf for 30 days. Right. All of those right. things go into making sure that the return on your investment is actually, what it should be, and mm-hmm. and frankly, Michelle, that, that's why so many customers are a part of the juice ritual. You can get juice. I guarantee you, wherever you are, you could walk out of your house right now, get in your car, and probably be at a juice store within, I'd say, I don't know, 30 minutes, maybe less, if you live in the middle of the country, maybe a little bit longer, but generally speaking, you know, I, I mean, in a rural part where you have to drive a couple hours, but I mean, most people are going to be able to find a juice, right? They still have a target these days. right? So, Generally speaking, is that juice something that's going to do for you all the things that I just told you? No, it's not. Uh, likely not. So people are willing um, and and want me to uh, ship juice to them because it's the best that you can find.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love, you know, a woman's approach to it because I do feel like you're nurturing it just like you would a child. And I think that's right. what makes women entrepreneurs. <laughs> right. I do. I do think, you know, there's a level of care that's going to go right. into it that, You, of course, have to think about the bottom line, but you're first and foremost thinking about the quality and letting that sort of drive the bottom line.
1: Right. Exactly. It's 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 everything. It's really all you have if you are a maker of a good. The quality of it at the end of the day is is should be everything to you. Absolutely everything.
0: Well, they sound delicious. So, this has been fun. So, I'm going to get into some rapid-fired questions with you right now. Um, So, I'm just curious: do you have a morning or evening routine that fosters your success?
1: I'd like to, I wish that I could say yes to that because <laughs> everybody that says, you know, you see a lot of super successful entrepreneurs that, you know, follow a set morning routine, set evening routine. And, I, you know, I go in spurts doing that. I know the things that make me feel good in the morning and I know the things that make me feel good in the evening. But to say that I have made it a routine or a ritual, I probably couldn't. I can tell you I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty staunch and strict about my midday routine. So that might be a little different, but I generally always uh, take a break from 1.30 until about 3 every day. That's my general time. And and if not during that time, I always have about an hour and a half break every day. I practice yoga or I go for a walk. I just don't do anything related to work. And it's pretty sacred. It's on my count. So I hold to that.
0: I love that. And so that's a daily ritual for you.
1: Yes, it is. And sometimes that means taking a nap Um, in my office. I have a chair and I take a nap. I have to have that separation between morning and afternoon. I don't know. It works for me. And when it doesn't happen, then I'm much less productive. I'm a much less happy human. And truthfully, I have trouble kind of doing my life. I've sort of gotten so into that that it's really hard for me. I'm notice So I do get the idea that creating healthy, energizing routines in the morning to kick off your day and doing it at night to sort of wind down your day are super important. I go to bed always by nine o'clock at night. I'm, I never stay up late. That's one thing about me. I, I sleep a lot. Maybe that's the nighttime routine. And in the morning, I do like to start the day making sure that I'm kind of geared for a healthy day of eating and or making a smoothie. That's that would be the other thing that's super. But when you have kids, you sort of roll with it. Right.
0: Absolutely. And I love I love what you just shared. I think that's great because you're an entrepreneur and you have to do what feels right to you. Is there well, you've mentioned Natalia's book. Um, Is that is there a favorite book or resource that you'd recommend? Is that the one or is there anything else you'd like to share?
1: Well, that book is, um, if you want to be a juice maker, I I believe she, and if you want to live an elevated life path, if you are into the idea of eating a lot of plants and sort of de-aging yourself from the inside out, growing younger, Natalia is a great resource. She uh, is amazing. The Natalia Rose Institute is sort of what she's doing now. She does a lot of work and, and I couldn't recommend her teaching enough. It's exactly what I have followed during my entire journey. If it's more of a book related to running a business and getting going with a business, I would have to say that probably the most I've read, that what feels like thousands at this point, but the one that would, I would always recommend to somebody new starting this work, or if you're stuck in your work, would be The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And that's maybe pretty popular in the entrepreneurial space, but the, the best way to explain the book in, in, in one sentence is, you know, it helps you create a business and not a job. You've got to be willing to uh, step outside of the kind of day-to-day and, and understand how to, how to focus your time on growing business. And that's what he taught me how to do. Otherwise, I might have been, you know, because I'm super, super passionate about how the juice is made. If I hadn't read his book I would still be making the juice every day. Mm. And so it was a big difference.
0: Wow, I love that. Thank you. And can you leave the women listening with your three best pieces of advice based on your experience? It can either be health or business related, whatever is in your heart to share.
1: Yes. Okay. So, um I'm about this question in terms of of business experience so I'm going to kind of start there number one I would say that you need to be a student and a teacher it's important to be both and the reason I say that is people want to help you generally speaking everybody that I have ever asked for help does their absolute best to help me people want to help you and if you're willing to be a student you can learn incredible things uh, from other people, and so engage in your community and be and, and, and with your community people that can help you. Ask somebody for help; they'll likely do it. And 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 then on the flip side of that, you also need to be a teacher. Share share that back, right? Share your experience back. So I'll give you an example. I've had an an amazing. And like uh, we'll take Amanda as an example. You know, she's been incredibly helpful um, in really giving me this lens that, oh, my gosh, you you can ship juice and it works. Right. Incredibly helpful. I need to be willing to help someone coming behind me. Right. So I need to be extending that backward. So being a student and a teacher to somebody coming after you is huge. That that's number one. Now, number two, my intuition is generally right and yours will be too. If it is your business and your passion, you do have to remember that center point of you are generally going to be right and the net's going to appear. So if you, if you need to make a big leap, you have to make that big leap. And, and I would use the example of, I mean, we basically pivoted the whole the whole direction I thought our company would go. I thought there would be a weekly juicer on every corner and, and heck there still might be. But but this idea that I can reach so many more people doing it in an online space and really help them and guide them and teach them to be fascinated by chasing good health. Well, that's that just lights me up. Right. That's exactly what I struggled with with five retail stores is how do I how am I going to be everywhere? So so your intuition is generally right. And the net will appear if you if you take a second to address kind of those big problems that are nagging you. The net will appear. The third is to be very unattached to outcomes in your business, and that may seem a little counterintuitive. Right? Oh, I want to you know have this many. You, you should be unattached generally to an outcome, Uh, again, because if I had sort of defined success as having all of these retail stores, I might have missed a huge opportunity to light me up inside to be able to help people and give guided, juice fast experiences. We do extended guided fast. We actually guide somebody through nine days of fast, all the things that I love, I might have missed if I were so attached to this this particular outcome. So that would be my top three. Relative to health, you have to be fascinated with chasing good health. You have to. Otherwise, you're waiting on disease. And that's not that's not living out our best life, right? You you want to live your life in such a way that every year and month and week and day that goes by, you are better than you were the day before. And if that's true, then you're going to be happier and the whole thing is is going to work.
0: Wow. Kimmy, thank you. Those were so great. And I love that they were very unique to what other people have shared. And I do love the idea of being detached from outcome. I do believe in that so much. Um, These were so good. Now, I'm sure people are going to be curious about you and your business. Can you let us know uh, where people can find you? Your website, social media?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can find us on social media and the Weekly Juicery. You can find, we're both on Instagram and Facebook. You can find our website at www.theweeklyjuicery.com com. You can also find us at thejuiceritual.com. It's kind of our next thing.
0: Thank you, Kimmy. This has been so wonderful. I've loved everything you've said and everything that you've shared And your journey has been so inspiring.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a super fun show and I loved all your questions.
0: Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you gained some new information or inspiration for your life. That is that the essence of this show is to really wake up to what's possible for you, to reclaim your beautiful voice and to really learn to love and prioritize yourself. So if you gained any value from any of the conversations you've tuned into,